Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. She says she sees through me. What's up, what's up? Good morning, Grinders. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind podcast brought to you by Roto Grinders. I'm Josh Sir Giant, as always, with my co host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone. Travis, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, yeah, uh, been a good week at DFS and just excited for uh, excited for another slate. I kind of think it's a really interesting one. It, it's kind of gross when you open up the pitchers, but uh, I kind of like it a little bit. And now uh, before we start, uh, Josh, I haven't, I didn't tell you, uh, I didn't tell you pre-show, but we gotta, we gotta wish uh, Dan Baca congrats, man. He took home uh, 50k today, and uh, I, th- I think the slam on uh, Fanduel. So. Uh, believe he ended up taking down first in that so uh yeah you guys should uh, all uh head over to uh head over to twitter and give him like a congrats on that because he absolutely crushed tonight so uh yeah that's a, a pretty big win for dan uh 50k is not not too bad uh not too bad of a payday off of a i think it was a 77 dollar contest so i uh, just want to say congrats to him and uh, everyone just head over to twitter and can give him a congrats over there as well that's great for dan man you know Coming into the industry a good few years back, uh, Dan doing the podcast here at Roto Grinders was a staple in my uh, my research. And, and to be honest, you know, one of the the few guys out there that uh, really wanted me to dive deeper into DFS and really push myself to learn more about it. Uh, like he's one of the best guys in the industry. Great ambassador for the industry. Does the the daily podcast here. We've had the pleasure of covering him for him for a few times here uh, at, on the Roto Grinders podcast for the Daily Fantasy Fix. Uh, but yeah, no no one better for the industry than Dan Box. So definitely great to hear him get a big score like that. It's funny because uh, I remember a few years back. Uh, I, th- I think it was McJester. Somebody won like 20k in a big tournament at the time. That was that was a huge deal. First place being 20k, and Dan saying like, "Man, I can't imagine what I'd do if I won 20k in a DFS tournament." And tonight he ships 50k, man. So uh, congrats to Dan. You know, two two t- more than two times uh, what he said back then. So uh, like I said, nobody better for the industry. So so that's good. It's always nice to see like a veteran take down a big tournament, right, Travis? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely happy for him. Uh, nice, nice win for him, and uh, just, uh, just uh, pretty happy for him. Uh, he's, uh, I'm sure he's, he, I'm sure he was asleep. I think he uh, went to sleep. Uh, he was talking in one of our chats about it. I think he was asleep, kind of feeling like he was definitely the favorite to to kind of close home with the uh, last couple games left. But uh, you know, you never know. I don't. I have trouble sleeping with that. But uh, yeah, just make sure everyone wish him a congrats on that. Yeah, you, you go to sleep, you wake up with 50k. It's a pretty, pretty good nap to take, I think. You know, it's a good, good way to wake up. But um, yeah, speaking of Twitter, give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. It's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, you know, shoot over any questions or comments you guys might have. We love interacting with you guys, love answering any kind of questions you might have about strategy or game theory or even advice if you're stuck on a few guys and don't know which way to go. We'd like our advice. Go ahead and do that. Uh, 
Travis doing the WNBA stuff popped up in the Washington Post, man. I, I saw that article, and uh, they they went to you for your advice on the situation. Uh, how was that, Travis? What's what's that like for you? Yeah, it was cool. I just talked about kind of all the situations, whatnot, and uh, the cool FanDuel WNBA President for a Day contest that they're doing for free, which is cool. And uh, just talked about you know kind of some of the issues that happened with the whole leaky roof thing. But uh, yeah, it was it was just a cool, uh, cool, cool interview, cool opportunity, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Always cool to see DFS pop up in a major publication. And uh, Travis, I got to say, I'm super proud of you, man. You know, coming into WNBA uh, cold, you know, into a new DFS sport and kind of just really taking the time to learn it and become one of the front, uh, you know, the guys on the front lines for, for WNBA DFS. And, uh, you know, on behalf of everyone at Roto-Grinders, I think we're really proud of how you've represented, you know, DFS and, and represented the community in that article. I think you did a great job, man. So definitely awesome to see that. But, uh, yeah, it's Saturday, man. It's Saturday. We got a, a big slate here for baseball. Twelve games here for baseball today. Nice, healthy MLB slate. No shortage of games here. Uh, locks at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. So people on the East Coast, you know, you sleep in a little bit. And, you know, especially if you enjoyed your Friday night a little bit too much. You now you get to sleep in a little bit. But make sure you get up in time to see uh, see uh, when the lineups come out and get your lineups in. Uh but, yeah, uh, Travis, 12 games here on a Saturday. Can't complain about that, right? Nice big slate. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like I said before, uh, not the best pitching, but uh, I think that makes it interesting because I think people will go a ton of different routes. I think there's like – you. it was kind of like this slate. I kind of liked uh, today's slate because uh, it just seemed like you could make a, a case for a bunch of different guys, and you could also make arguments against those same guys too. So uh, I just think it makes for a better slate when it's like that, when we get kind of that diversity. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. All right. With that, we could segue into covering the slate. We're going to get into the analysis now with you guys here. Uh, we always start with the pitching. So uh, speaking of how ugly it was, Travis, uh, but there are some options that stick out. Now, uh, it, what's interesting to me is, you know, we're seeing the highest priced guys here on the slate. When you click on the pitching tab, uh, Garrett Cole, the highest priced on the two main sides. DraftKings has him at 11K. FanDuel has him at 9.6K, both the most expensive on those respective sites. Uh, Travis, any interesting Garrett Cole here at these price tags? Uh, so I do, I just hate the price tag. Uh, I mean, that's the one issue. I, I just feel like I can go down for some of these guys and feel like I can just get similar production. So that's kind of the, the worry, but I, I think there is a ton of upside here in this matchup. So that's kind of one of the things I just struggle with. I mean, he's got a K percentage that's uh, in the low twenties against righties and lefties, a uh, decent ground ball rate. I, it just, uh, you know, the Padres, though, they strike out a ton, right, against righties, 26.1%, uh, and they're just striking out a lot. And I think he's a guy that you uh, – if you have a cheap – like, I'm not going to plug in Garrett Cole and then make my stack. But if I have a cheap stack as I'm building my tournament teams, if I have a cheap stack and then Garrett Cole fits – I, I like it. I think it's a guy that you can go to, but he's not a guy I'm sort certainly jamming in. And he's a guy that it will be on the cash game consideration list. And uh, I'm guessing he ends up falling out. Like he'll be on the list and I'm guessing he ends up falling out because there'll be cheaper options that I end up going to. So that's kind of how I feel like, uh, feel like uh, my, uh, my exposure to Garrett Cole will end up going tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I'm having kind of the same issue as you. Like if you looked at this without looking at the price tag and saw Good matchup against San Diego. Good park at PNC. Uh, Garrett Cole's a guy with decent strikeout upside. But then you look at that price tag and salary cap is a thing. So it's going to be hard to kind of mash him into the lineups here. And I do think that we have some lower priced options that could produce similar production here. So um, 
you know, with that, I think that we could like, you know, like you said, I wouldn't hate a Garrett Cole play. I think that it makes sense. And if you dive deeper and depending on the prices of your bats, if you could fit him in, it makes sense. But I don't think you have to go out of your way to jam him into your lineups here. But let's let's go down the list here uh, by the pricing tiers at these expensive guys. Uh, Danny Salazar going against the Yankees in Cleveland, 8,900 on FanDuel. DraftKings has him at 9,400. Uh, how are you feeling about Salazar here, Travis? Yeah, so I think he's got upside in this matchup. I mean, the Yankees do, can strike out. They've been struggling a lot more uh, as of recent. So I definitely think, uh, I definitely think that this is uh, this is definitely a route that we can go. Right? Um, definitely think uh, he's he's kind of like Garrett Cole for me. Uh, I don't think he'll end up making. Don't think I'll, he'll end up making my cash game team. Right? I don't think that'll be the route I'll go. But like, it's like. Uh, just talking Fanduel in general, right? As I'm building my Fanduel team, if my like my tournament team, uh, as I'm building it, if I have 8900 left, he could easily be making the team, right? Like that's how it could happen in tournaments. It could just be that you know he fits in the last spot. He is upside in this spot uh, against righties at 38.4 K percentage right now, and against lefties at 23.9 percent. Uh, and then he's got to kind of be like Garrett Cole. If I end up paying up there, uh, Salazar ends up being in the conversation. Uh, I'm just struggling a little bit with doing it uh, just because I know he can be kind of, he can be kind of scary at times. Right. Uh, that's kind of, you know, Danny Salazar can have that blow up game where it's in the negatives. Like we can, we can easily see that from him. So uh, I, I don't know if I really want to play him in my cash games. If I had to pick, if you're telling me Cole or Salazar, oh, it's tough. I think I'd maybe lean Cole. Like if you're telling me that's the only two guys I can take, but there's other guys that are cheaper that I think I'm uh, leaning more towards uh, right now. What about you? What do you think about Salazar? Again, I think the uh, Josh and I think he's a he could make my cash teams or he can make a tournament. I know it's kind of like wishy washy my answer, but uh, what do you think about it, Josh? I think there's a lot of pros and cons here. I think the strikeouts are real. If you look at his numbers last season. Uh, 30% strikeout rate to righties and 28 to lefties. So uh, the strikeouts are certainly real, but so are the walks. That walk rate at 11% last season too. So he does get himself in trouble by giving free passes. And uh, you know, and then you look at the Yankees and you see that their strikeout rate is pretty, uh, you know, pretty decent against righties at 23%. But then you look at their high woba and their high ISO. They can hit righties well, really well too, as much as they can strike out. So uh, I think that there's just like you know, you see. You see some green flags, then you see some red flags, and I think I'm seeing too many red flags here to go the Salazar route. Uh, so I think that for me, I'm just going to end up fading Salazar altogether. I don't think that he makes a terrible tournament play. I, I think it makes sense. But uh, for me, I think I'm just going to have to pass. Uh, let's move on to uh, more, uh, you know, an option that I think might get chalkier as today, go, uh, as today goes on. Uh, I'm talking about Charlie Morton here. Now, he's at home uh, in Houston which uh, doesn't really work in his favor. It's not a great park for pitchers. Definitely a hitter's park. Numbers are solid on the season. Has a 23.3% strikeout rate to right. He's reverse splits on a strikeout. 28.6%. Oh, I'm looking at uh, last season's numbers. My apologies. Uh, This season, no, still reverse splits this season, too. 22.6% strikeout rate to righties. 29% to lefties. Walk rates up against lefties at 11.3%. Not so bad against righties at 7%. So, uh... You know, here's the issue here. Uh, he struggles pretty uh, pretty heavily against righties when it comes to, you know, giving up some hard contact. And that Woba and the ISO was up against righties. Uh, 348 Woba, 214 ISO allowed, you know. So uh, I feel like he's going to be chalky, and I guess it makes sense. And Vegas has a lot of faith in him when we're looking at these implied run totals. 
But, you know, he's not cheap. He's not coming cheap here. You know, Charlie Morton's 9,500 9, on DraftKings over on FanDuel. Charlie Morton is, uh, you know, 8,300, which I think is more reasonable over there. So, um, for me, it's kind of a tough spot. I'm not exactly sure on what I'm going to do with Morton yet. I think he's definitely in the conversation. But uh, I think for cash, it just might be a little too risky for me here. Uh, what do you think, Travis? Uh, yeah, I love Charlie Martin, actually. He's a guy that I'm definitely going to have interest in uh, on this slate tomorrow. Uh, I get it, right? Uh, you know, the Blue Jays can be one of those scary offenses at times, but, man, like, they can easily swing and miss with the best of them and really struggle. Uh, you know, Vegas uh, Vegas likes, uh, you know, they think the Blue Jays right now opening at a uh, 3.84 only run total, and the Astros are minus 174 favorites. I mean, Vegas is definitely interested in them. Uh, so I, I, I really think they did, you know, Vegas is getting behind Morton. Morton's a guy that I've been getting behind all year. Love the ground ball rate for him. Uh, the K percentage is nice. I'm, I'm definitely going to be in, I think on Charlie Morton. I think he's a guy that's definitely going to be in strong consideration for cash for me. And then, uh, even in tournaments, I think I'll be uh, considering him as well. Yeah. I'll definitely want some exposure to him. Like you said, those ground balls are great and everything like that. But, um, I don't know. I'm just I'm getting a, a little bit of a hesitant, you know, hesitation here when I'm, I'm putting him into my lineups. And there are other guys that I do have interest in. So uh, yeah, I think we could both agree that Charlie Morton is certainly a top option on the slate when it comes to pitching, and that's relative to the limited depth that we have at the pitching position on the slate. Um, let's move on to looking at other guys here. One guy that I'll definitely have some interest in, uh, weather permitting. Make sure you check the weather. It's very, very important that you check the weather before you roster guys here at DFS. So uh, weather permitting here, I'm going to have a lot of interest in Drew Pomerantz. Uh, at home against the White Sox, Drew Pomerantz, 22.1% strikeout rate to righties, 293 to lefties this season. Uh, his walks against lefties are up a little bit at 11%, but 8.7% walk rate to righties is up too. But it's not so bad, um, you know, considering that a lot of those walks were earlier on the season and he's kind of like worked on his control a little bit. Ground balls look good. Fly balls are down. Sierra, um, you know, under four on both sides of the plate. Uh, the main thing here is the matchup. You know, the White Sox striking out 25% uh, against lefties. Now, I know this is a limited sample size. I know that we have a lot of new bats now in this White Sox lineup. But even with these new bats, I'm looking down the order, and I'm not too afraid of what I'm seeing going on here. But uh, what do you think, Travis? Should there be any hesitation here with Pomerantz, or uh, should we just take the matchup against these White Sox and plug them in? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan of him. I mean, he gets a match against James Shields, minus 285 favorite. Uh, that's just, uh, Vegas is definitely behind him. Only 3.51 run total for Chicago. Uh, some of these newer bats, it's a smaller sample, but they've definitely been really struggling. Uh, these aren't the White Sox that were crushing lefties uh, in the first two months. So uh, I, I can get behind Pomerantz. I think he's one of those guys, right? He's in my cash game and tournament consideration list. Uh, I'm, I'm putting him on that list as well. Uh, I think he's a guy that you definitely want to be considering on this slate. And obviously weather permitted, so we'll have to obviously wait on that. Who knows? Uh, we are, you know, we're doing this at 3 a.m. and that's at 7, 10 p.m. So uh, we have plenty of time to wait and the weather can change. So, uh, But Pomerantz is on my cash and tournament consideration list for sure. Uh, we also have a game in San Francisco here, uh, you know, pitcher going against the Giants, who I know you don't like to target pitchers against too much, Travis, because they really don't strike out a ton, but they're also not like the most potent offense either, and uh, guys don't have too much trouble. Pitchers don't have too much trouble having efficient games against them. Uh, we got Taiwan Walker now in a matchup against these San Francisco hitters. Uh, Walker having a, a pretty solid season here. Uh, you know, 20% strikeout rate against righties, 24 against lefties. Ground balls are up, which is good. Uh, you know, 
Uh, Woba is pretty, uh, you know, pretty solid. Two eighty nine against righties, three thirteen to lefties, and uh, you know, like you said, like you know, like you always like to say, these San Francisco Giant bats do not strike out. It's on sixteen point eight percent strikeout rate to righties, but uh, it doesn't mean they can't have an efficient game. And Taiwan Walker with a nice park upgrade here in San Francisco. Uh, any interest here for Taiwan Walker, Travis? Uh, not, not for me, just because like, there's just other guys I would prefer to play. Like I said, I'd probably just rather go Pomerantz or Morton or there's some other guys too you can consider. Um, but I get people making the argument. I just don't really target bats against, uh, against the giants. Uh, it just, it doesn't ever really make a ton of sense to me just because the strikeout upside just, I feel like is not there. So I, I don't really ever do it. Uh, I think like it makes sense on sites where uh, there's more efficiency like base. Like I feel like DraftKings is more of an efficiency based sites for pitchers. Like uh, if if you you know if you give up a hit or a walk, right? Like that gives you negative points. Uh, on a site like FanDuel, it really doesn't. If you let a guy on first or second or even third, like uh, if you you could load the bases and strike out three batters, and it's basically you know you obviously your pitch count just got ruined a little bit, but uh, it doesn't hurt you as much as it does on a site like DraftKings. So maybe I'm more of an efficiency site. I'm more interested. Uh, like a DraftKings, uh, I don't love the price tag at 9800 I'd probably rather just go to Charlie Morton, but um, I get people can make a case for him. And if you want to play him, sure, but it's just not my not my uh, cup of tea. Yeah, well, we're talking weather here. Uh, there's a game here with really bad weather, it looks like, right now. We'll see if it clears up. But I want to talk about pitchers on both sides of that, um, weather permitting, like I said. Uh, we got Seattle and Kansas City. Uh, we have King Felix going against Danny Duffy. Um you know, neither guy in a particularly great spot, but neither guy in a terrible spot either. Uh, how do you feel about either of these pitchers here, Travis? Uh, yeah, so the Royals, man, they're just not really striking out a ton, too. Uh, they've been hitting the ball a lot better lately. I, I, I liked Paxson yesterday, and Paxson didn't do bad. He went six innings, seven strikeouts, only let up two runs. But um, I, I just think that, like, uh, if a guy like Paxton, I mean, he had an, he didn't have a terrible outing. Uh, if he would have had maybe more of an efficient outing, maybe we would have thought about it a little more. But like, dude, Felix, I, I think he's from what you're from what I've been seeing. Uh, it seems like he has still has the same stuff that he had in the past. He's just been like, uh, you know, hasn't been using it right. And I just, I just don't see the strikeouts there, right? It's kind of similar to the Giants, not a lot of strikeouts. Uh, and the world's just been hitting really well lately. I just don't think we need to go Felix today. I just don't think it's like necessary to play him. Um, so again, I'm probably just going to pass, right? Like on on DraftKings, I'll just go Pomerantz, I think, instead at that price tier. Or I'll even go Danny Duffy. Like that's the guy I kind of like more. Uh, I know you talk about talking about pitchers on both sides of the ball. That's another reason I feel like I don't need to play Felix because I can just pay a little bit more for Danny Duffy, who I think is in an absolute great spot against Seattle. Uh, I just think this is a spot where, you know, he can definitely show off his uh, straight out upside. He's been pitching a lot better, a lot better lately. Uh, and I, I just think it's a it's a great spot for him. I don't know, Josh, what do you think about that? You think it's a spot that you want to attack? I just like Danny Duffy is a guy that, uh, you know, he struggled a little bit at the start of the year, but the numbers have been, uh, you know, increasing more. 22.4K percentage against uh, lefties with a uh, 56.3 ground ball percentage. Uh, 18 uh, righties, uh, 37.9 ground ball percentage. I mean, the numbers, the K percentage isn't where you'd want it necessarily to be, but, um, you know, Seattle can strike out a 20% strikeout rate. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, doing that? Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay away from Duffy here. Um, I just, we have a healthy uh, Seattle offense here, and these guys do have the ability to put up runs. And, uh, you know, there's a good few guys in this order that are, are career lefty mashers. So um, I think that 
for me to, to roster a guy like Duffy here on this slate with the options that we have. Um, I just, I, for me, it's just not going to, not going to be something I, w- I would do. So I think it's a pretty clear fade for me. And I think, like you said, I don't think we need to go Felix here either. So it's a fade for me there too. I, I wouldn't talk you off of it in a tournament if you really wanted to play him. But, um, for me, I just, I just don't want exposure. I don't want anything to do with the pitchers in this game. So I'm just going to stay away from it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I- yeah, maybe it makes more sense. I, I guess the idea, the idea with Duffy doesn't make as much sense now that I think about it because I could just pay two hundred more for Salazar and three hundred more on Fanduel for right. Salazar, He's who just has more upside, right? Like, and I think I'm only playing Duffy in tournaments. Like, Duffy's not going to end up being my cash game guy. So maybe you're right. Maybe Duffy kind of just falls off and just. Uh, is on the outside looking in because of a guy like Salazar who's right there, who just has strikeout upside and guy like Morton is around that range too, who I like, uh, and Pomerant. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Duffy does kind of end up falling out. Uh, but I don't know. I think he's interesting. Maybe as like a, if I, if I wanted to get a little exposure and just get overweight, cause maybe people won't play him, but I don't know. Okay. Well, we do have a matchup of your two favorite pitchers on the slate, Travis. We have two Travis pitchers going against each other, a duel of the Travis Mangone pitchers we have lance lynn your boy lance lynn going against your boy luis castillo but it's in the great american ballpark so that kind of puts a damper on everything doesn't it yeah it like ruined everything like i was kind of excited uh i was a little excited about this game when i saw the two i was like oh my two of my boys are pitching tomorrow that i uh, normally 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 uh treat me pretty well uh, but man so like i'm not playing lance lynn tomorrow in great american ballpark i think fangraphs uh Britt talked about on one of the shows today, and I want to read the article, and you guys should probably check it out too. Uh, hopefully I can check that out tomorrow and pull it up. But uh, they talked about all the ballparks and how they've played out this year, like which ballparks have been like more hitters parks, uh, kind of just comparing on what, what we've seen so far in like the – you know, in the first four months of the season. And uh, so the the number one park for home runs this year is Cincinnati, a great American small park. It's named that for a reason. So – I'm definitely concerned about uh, Lance Lynn a little bit. Uh, this Reds offense is a good offense. Uh, so I don't know, man. I'm kind of scared to play Lance Lynn tomorrow. I don't think it's the right spot for him. Uh, so I'm going to stay away. Against lefties, 35.9 fly ball percentage uh, with a 3.42 uh, Boba. You got Joey Votto for Team BVP with a – I think he's 12 for 27. So, I mean, uh, Votto's, uh, Votto's in a great spot against Lance Lynn. Kind of think that's the spot where he's going to hit a home run tomorrow. Uh, and then even against right, he's a 30.5 fly ball percentage. I'm just a little worried about Lance Lynn tomorrow. Uh, but on the other side, Luis Castillo, I mean, that's the guy I'm interested in, right? We get a lineup full of all these righties. It's going to be like what? Uh, you know, our Rotor Grounds projected lineup has uh, two lefties only. So we're going to have uh, seven righties, including the pitcher. Uh, so that's great as well. We have a guy that has a ground ball rate against righties of 59.6% and then a K percentage of 29%. And against lefties, 23.5% with a 57.1 ground ball percentage. And you might say to me, hey, Travis, like, uh, you know, what you just talked about how this is one of the better ballparks for hitters. And yeah, you're right. It is one of the better ballparks for hitters and it's something to worry about, but it's not like Lance Lynn hasn't done well in uh, situations in good ballparks. Like, right. He got you 54 points in Arizona uh, or yeah, at Arizona. So he did well there. Um, and uh, even in cores, right. He ended up not doing 29 fantasy points on FanDuel. I mean, that's not terrible. So, and he gets Milwaukee in, uh, in that park, like he had 38 fantasy points. Uh, so 
I think for this price tag, there is a ton of strikeout upside. And this isn't a slate where I feel like the pitchers are absolutely going to need to dominate and win it for me. And I feel like that he can have enough strikeout upside. Like this Cardinals lineup right now is really, really bad. And against Ray, he's a 23.5K percentage for that uh, Cardinals hitters. I, I just think this is a great spot for Luis Castillo. He's going to be a tournament guy that I kind of get some exposure to, and I think you guys should too. Uh, on DraftKings, he is... 8K. So even over there, man, like I'm gonna probably be playing him in tournaments. I'm a big Luis Castillo fan. I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fire him up, and I, it's just mainly because he's been he's been on these slates where it's not like you feel like you need a dominant pitcher to really win you the slate. We all have these ton of these studs like the Sales and the Scherzers, and Luis Castillo just has ton of K upside. And uh, around this range, right, like there's just guys that don't have that kind of K upside. So I'm I'm going with Castillo. I'm a big fan. Of yeah, I mean, I think Castillo is the guy, too, if you're going to pick anyone from this game, and I don't hate him in tournaments. I really think that he's a high upside guy, as you mentioned. We know that uh, St. Louis does strike out. Uh, the ballpark downgrade is not fun, but if you look at his splits at home, like he's given up runs at home because you know it's a tough ballpark. He's given up nine runs in 17 innings, but he's also struck out 22 hitters in those 17 innings. So like the strikeout upside is certainly there, you know, and I think that uh, – I think that the strikeout upside will balance off even if he gives up a few runs in this matchup. So I wouldn't be afraid of playing in Castillo in tournaments here. It's certainly not in cash just because of that park downgrade, and uh, you don't want to take that much of a risk at this price tag. But I think that the profit potential in tournaments, you know, relative to his ownership percentage, is definitely worth it. So I think that Castillo is a guy who should be playing in tournaments. Um, you know, I, I think that we could both agree here that uh, the pitchers that are in SunTrust are a complete fade. Um, yeah, probably not going to end up playing them uh, in this spot. Let me see. Uh, sorry, kinda... No, it's okay. We got Australian faulty. Oh, yeah, Australian faulty. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'll stay away from them. Um, sure. And, you know, on the other side, we, we have Cole Hamels here, who's, like, kind of an interesting, uh, you know. He's getting crushed, man. I, I Sorry to cut you off. No, it's you're just good. that hard hit. That hard hit rate, man. And get those with those righties, like Dozier and Sano, I mean, they are just in great spots to smash him tomorrow. So, uh, and, and even all the other righties. So I don't know. I, you probably were probably saying the same thing, but the second I hear Cole Hamill's name, I just try to be like, no, stay away. He's been so terrible. He's not that Phillies Cole Hamill's back in the day, man. You hate him so much that you were ready to just jump right in and, uh, and talk about cut me off. You wouldn't let me do any kind of justification, but yeah, uh, I agree with you. It's just not, you know, he's just not who he was and he's priced up too, which just makes it even more bananas. So, uh, I'm just going to stay away from Cole Hamels. I was going to say interesting. It's interesting because he's a guy that I think that uh, older DFS heads are, are kind of like semi-afraid to stack against because they know who he was capable of in the past. So they're like, it's kind of like that effect with like, uh, like when James Shields first came back, everyone was like, oh, well, we remember James Shields being not so bad. And then he started getting shelled. It took a while for the older guys to come around to the fact that James Shields just gives up a lot of home runs now. So, um, but, you know, now he's priced at 4.5K on DraftKings, so that tells you enough. But, um, but yeah, Cole Hamill's definitely a stay away. Uh, Gibson a stay away, uh, right? You agree with that, obviously. Obviously, stay away. Yeah, nah, yeah, a lot of these guys are stayaways. Uh, the, the the one guy I kind of wanted to – I think there's two more guys I want to talk about, and, like, the rest are basically stayaways for me. But there's two more guys I wanted to ask about. Uh, what do you think about Jordan Montgomery? Uh, he's only 6K. And then uh, John Gray against the Phillies. I know it's in cores, but we know the strikeout upside can be there. So those are the two guys I wanted to ask you about. And then I think I'm good on pitching. I think that's it. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you uh, – after that, I'll tell you one last thing. But uh, what do you think of those two guys? I was curious your take. I think they're interesting in tournaments, uh, more so Gray than 
uh, then Montgomery, but I don't know. You're the Yankee guy. What do you think of Montgomery? And then what do you think of Greg? Okay. So those are the, la- it's funny that you mentioned those t- uh, last two guys. Cause those are the last two guys that I'd have interest to in on the slate. So, um, yeah, we'll start with Montgomery. Now, this is an interesting spot for Montgomery for the simple fact that he's about to lose his spot in the rotation with Sonny Gray coming in. So, like, you know, which people thought he was just not going to throw anymore to begin with, but they're giving him the start. So uh, it might be, like, the, his last chance to really get a good start here, uh, you know, in this Yankees rotation and kind of show what he can do. So I think that there's a lot on the line here for Montgomery. You know, he wants to go out with a good showing. So, uh I think that he's going to have a little extra, you know, especially coming out after, you know, just two and two-thirds last game when he went out there. He burned a lot of people's lineups, so I think that with recency bias, uh, that could keep some people to stay away because they got burned. But uh, this matchup, you know, the reason why it's interesting for me is not so much the fact that the strikeout upside is there because Cleveland really doesn't strike out a ton against lefties. They, in fact, have, like, one of the lowest strikeout rates against lefties in the league. But at the same time, their like isolated power is super low, under the 100 mark, and their WOBA is under 300. Their walk rate's at 5%, so they don't walk a lot. I think that Montgomery for 6K on DraftKings is certainly uh, a viable SP2 option because of his price tag, and I think he could go out there and have an efficient outing. Uh, I think he'll generate a lot of ground balls. I think that uh, he's not going to give up the long ball. You know, I think that he's going to. You know, I think if he does, it's only going to be like one. Uh, maybe he gives up a second one, but I don't think he's going to give up a lot of runs. I think that he'll, he'll he could pull off a quality start here, throw an efficient game, certain to pay off that price tag of six K. And like I said, you have the extra oomph from that uh, narrative of of him, uh, you know, maybe making his last MLB start for the season. So um, at least with the Yankees, so uh, that's that's where I'm at on Montgomery. Now John Gray, uh, we usually stay away from pitchers and cores, like you said, but. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to not consider a guy with huge strikeout upside against a team that strikes out a ton. And we've seen cores miss this season. It doesn't, you know, there's times where cores just guys go out there and throw a gem there. You know, it could happen. And uh, John Gray has a ton of experience throwing in cores. You know, so it's not like it's his first rodeo dealing with his altitude. Now, the the main concern. Um, you know, is the ballpark factor. But if you look past that, if this game was not in cores, you're looking at a team uh, like the Phillies that strikes out, you know, at a good clip here at 20%. But ISO is low. Woba is low under 300. Babip is low, 277. Uh, they don't walk a ton, 6.5%. They go up there swinging. And uh, John Gray, a guy with 31.8% strikeout rate against righties and, you know, and uh, 17% against lefties, but I think – I think we'll see that number go up just a little bit because uh, in the past he's had higher strikeout rates against lefties. It, it's just it's an interesting spot just because for the simple fact that I don't think anyone's going to play John Gray on this slate. And uh, he's only 7K on DraftKings, so I think that he makes a nice term in SP2 if you want to like get off the board a little crazy here and, and get like a super low on pitcher. So uh, that's where I'm at on John Gray. I certainly wouldn't play him on like a one-pitcher site. Fandle isn't at 6,700, which is a bit tempting in tournaments, but I think on, on DraftKings it makes more sense. Um, so that's where I'm at on John Gray and Montgomery. What are your takes there, Travis? Uh, yeah, so I think Montgomery, I don't think he's going to lose his spot. I think Jamie Jaime Garcia loses his spot if I had to pick um, for the Yankees rotation. So I think Montgomery will be good. But obviously he needs to show out there and put out a big outing for the Yankees. I mean, they've been struggling recently. But uh, I don't think I'll end up touching him. Uh, I have more interest in the gray idea just because streaming against the Phillies. And I get it's in course people worry about that. But uh, 
I don't know. Gray can, he's obviously shown that he can pitch well there. And if he's have, if he's on it, he could be fine. Obviously I think these are some strikeout upside, but I don't think he's one of those guys. It sounds like he's not going to make the list. Uh, I kind of thought about this, uh, you know, and I know we kind of, this is kind of where we wrap it up. We talk about like the guys that we like, I'll give you my fab five, right? Like these are, these are the five guys that I have my most interest in. Uh, so I, I thought about that. These are the fab five for me. And then you can give however many guys you want, Josh, that you have interest in. But for me, this is the five that I'm going to probably have my most exposure to tomorrow. It's uh, Garrett Cole, uh, Charlie Morton, Danny Salazar, uh, Drew Pomerantz, and Luis Castillo. That no particular order, just kind of went down the list. Uh, that's my fab five right there. Those are the guys I like a lot. How about you, Josh? Who are the guys that you like on this slate? Uh, you don't have to give five guys, obviously, but those are five that I just felt like I would, had super interest in. I could give five. Uh, we will go. It doesn't any particular order. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, I wasn't ranking them. It just, I mean, it just depends on what fits your price tier, right? Uh, that's kind of how I. That's kind of how I build my my uh, tournament teams, right? Like I stack up my do my stacks first, and then I look at the pitchers second, just because they're not as important. Unless it's one of those days where it feels like it is, but All yeah, right. that's kind of how I'm doing it. I'll go with Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton, Drew Pomerantz. Uh. Luis Castillo and uh, Montgomery. Uh, and I think honorable mentions should go to um, John Gray. And I think that Lamette is a guy we didn't really talk about in PNC. So I think that he is a guy that um, could get some mention here too. Just Lamette had some good strikeout upside, threw a good game against Pittsburgh the last time out. And uh, PNC is a nice pitcher's park. So, you know, the only, like, you know, the issue is, like I said, the salary cap. You know, he, he is uh, priced up. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you could save like 2400 for an SB2 and go to Montgomery for a more efficient game, you might get more uh, point per dollar there. So, but yeah, that's, um, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm pitching. Uh, anyone else here? You yeah, want to- yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just touch on Lament and then we'll get away from pitching. Uh, just want to say he, his last outing against Pittsburgh was, uh, on the, on the 29th. So that's the last, that was his last outing. He already pitched against Pittsburgh had 24.5 DraftKings points. So maybe overlooking him a little bit, but like, I kind of, for me, I'm like, uh, you know, young pitcher who's got a lot of strikeout upside. Like for me, I'm just like, uh, I'll go to war with Luis Castillo and you can go to war with the Nelson Lament. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, I'll go to war with my guy and whoever wants to go to war with Lamette. Sure. Uh, I don't normally like picking on taking a pitcher against the team the second time, but yeah, he could probably certainly do well against Pittsburgh. They don't really strike out a ton. Uh, he had seven K's though that one time, but I don't know. I don't know if I see the six innings pitch seven K's and only two hundred runs coming again. I feel like Pittsburgh might get them a little bit earlier this time around. Well, if you look, uh, so I'll go to war with Luis Castillo instead. If you look at his game log, um, you could see that he struggled mostly in hitters parks and in pitchers parks. He's had much better performances. So, uh, there might be something to be said about that. And PNC is certainly a pitcher's park. So Lamette's a guy I'll definitely have interest in. I'll, I'll ask you a place. Um, I'll replace uh, someone on my list here with him just so I could get him in my. You'll replace around. Montgomery, Josh. I think. Okay, we'll replace Montgomery. That's fine. That's uh, who I think you want to replace with him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I want to replace. Uh, maybe I want to replace Castillo. I'll let you keep Castillo. Uh, now do what you want, Josh. I'll go to war with my boy. All right. I tell you what. If uh, let's let's make something a little fun out of this. Um, I've got uh. I've got a Roto Grinders. I'll get a Roto Grinders T-shirt for one of you guys out there. Let's do something fun. Let's let's get a T-shirt out to one of the listeners because you guys uh, definitely enjoy. You know, we definitely enjoy interacting with you guys, and, and it's been fun. So let's keep something fun going here. Uh, I'll take. Uh, so I will take Lamette, and you take Castillo, as you said. You'll go to war with Castillo. I'll go to war with Lamette. Um, if you guys think that Lamette 
We'll go by. What do you want to go by? FanDuel or DraftKings pricing? Uh, we'll go DraftKings. Okay, by DraftKings pricing. If you think that um, Lamette is going to outscore Castillo, go with Team Sir Giant. Tweet us out, both myself and Travis and Roto Grinders, and uh, put a hashtag Team Sir Giant. If you think that Castillo is going to outscore Lamette on DraftKings pricing tomorrow, uh, tweet us both out along with Roto Grinders. Do hashtag Team Mangone. And uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, you know whoever outscores who, I will take a random tweeter who uh, answered correctly, and I will send you guys a T-shirt. So go ahead and do that. Let's keep it fun. We'll do that. But uh, with that, I think we can move on from pitching and get on to the hitters. What do you think? Yeah, it sounds like a plan. Let's head over to the hitters and uh, let's over head over to not our favorite position, but the catcher position. Uh, always, always uh, got to kick that off. Uh, but uh, not not ton not a ton I love tomorrow. Um, ah, man, it's just uh, you know we got James McCann against Wade Miley, so we get him against a lefty. Sure, that's not bad. But again, it's gonna be one of those things where I kind of just wait and see what happens tomorrow. I think for my uh, uh, for my uh, for my tournaments, kind of like whatever fits uh, you know my builds and whatnot. Uh, kind of thinking we do like Gary Sanchez gets a matchup against Danny Salazar. I don't know. I don't love that. Like uh, Salazar's one of the better guys in the slate. Uh, I think one of the guys I'm definitely going to look at is Brian McCann against Estrada, fly ball guy. I think he's a guy that I have a ton of interest in. Uh, and Tyler Flowers, another guy against Dan Straley. Not the best matchup, but more of a fly ball guy. Uh, but man, Tyler Flowers has been hitting the ball real well, so he's another guy that I'm looking at as an option. Uh, and then trying to see if there's a cheap guy that, uh, you know, like I said, the James McCann was a guy uh, I think is not a bad cheap option. And uh, if uh, Robinson Trinos is in the lineup against Kyle Gibson, I think he's a guy you can consider as like a cheap guy that has two home run upside, right? Uh, he's only 2,200 on FanDuel. Uh, so he's a guy that I would consider too. Uh, but I think Brian McCann is, you know, probably my top overall guy against, uh, against a fly ball pitcher. I think he's the guy I'm going to end up uh, having a ton of interest in. How about you, Josh? Who do you like a catcher? Well, you know, I do love James McCann, but uh, Travis, he said he was a cheap option. Have you looked at his DraftKings price here? And what is it? I'm sure it's expensive. I know the what is it like 4K? It's 4.3. Yeah, 4. 3. That's what crazy. Is that? Like why? That doesn't make any yeah, sense. No, you can't play him over there. Uh, but uh, who, 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 who are you looking at on DraftKings, Josh? Like I said, I was looking more at FanDuel. But, well, uh, on FanDuel look- for 2.4K, uh, it's like a lock and load for me on James McCann. I think that's like an automatic play because uh, catching is not, you know, the catcher position is very, very shallow on the slate. Um, yeah, but so, I get Brian McCann for 2.7 on FanDuel. I don't know. It's tough. I'll take, I, I I'll take, I'll take his brother for 2.4. Like, I, I, I mean, just because, like, uh, you know, while I get that Brian's a good play, and, and he and Brian might not even play tomorrow because it's Saturday, by the way. So they might, yeah, but Gaddis, Gaddis is injured or something. I don't know. Oh, so He's they might been, have to play him then. Okay, but I don't know. Uh, unless it's like nothing serious, I forget. It's a concussion, yeah. So I don't know. You never know with concussions. I think he got that. He got yeah. So who knows? But do you want Brian McCann against Estrada, or do you want James McCann against Wade Miley? Like McCann, a lefty masher, James McCann against the terrible Wade Miley, man. Like you know, in Baltimore too. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's bad. And like on DraftKings, Brian McCann's only three point one, so uh, he's a guy I definitely think is interesting. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll do this. I'm gonna split the brothers up. I'll go with Brian McCann for three point one on DraftKings, and I'll go with James McCann for two point four on FanDuel, and I'll just call it a day at catcher and hope that they're both in the lineup. If something else cheap pops up, then I'll go with it. But uh, there's not one other catcher on the slate that I'm excited to roster. So uh, that's where I'm gonna be at, um, unless I want to fill in like my Rocky stacks and put Lucroy in there, but. Uh, or, or nap. Um, I I don't know. I I just don't see myself um, 
targeting any other catchers here besides the McCann boys. So uh, I think it's Team McCann Brother Day for me. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a bad route to go. So I think I'll hop on board with that. But uh, I might even play Brian on both sides because, hey, I want the catcher from the offense that's going to put up double-digit runs. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, go with, I'll go with Brian, man. I'm a big fan of him tomorrow. In the words of Eric Crane, it's always the Astros. It's always the Astros. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great tweet this week, uh, <laughs> man. I just I'm 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 playing them tomorrow, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I want to head over to first base, and uh, again, uh, keep keep in mind if you're building like cash games or like you're building tournaments. Uh, again, just to mention with catcher, kind of fit the guy that fits in your stack. If you uh, that that's a good way to do it, uh, and that's why I like playing Brian McCann because uh, it helps fit one role in the Astros offense. Uh, but uh, yeah, in, in cash games too, you could get a cheap option. Like, like I said, a Robinson Torinos is only 2.2K on uh, FanDuel. Just like a guy that can hit two home runs, and he's only 2.8 on DraftKings. That's another guy that could end up fitting your cash games and give you an extra money that can uh, help you get a bigger bat maybe. So uh, that's kind of how I like to look at catcher. I just wanted to mention that one more time. But uh, yeah, Josh, let's head over to first. Uh, you want to kick us off at first base? Sure, yeah. Loaded position here. Uh, right off the bat, I love Miggy here. And uh, DraftKings finally getting his pricing right. 4.3K here against Wade Miley. Uh, Miggy's just a guy that mashes lefties and uh, gets a good ballpark upgrade, too, here in Baltimore. So uh, love these uh, Detroit righties against uh, Wade Miley. Love picking on Wade Miley. So um, that's that's something you're going to hear a lot from me here. A common theme is uh, getting these uh, Detroit righties against Wade Miley. So Miggy on my list for that. Um I also don't mind me some uh, Mike Napoli here against Kyle Gibson. I think that he's certainly in play uh, on the Texas team that has an implied run total of five runs going against Kyle Gibson, fly ball pitcher in Minnesota. Uh, certainly like some Mike Napoli here. Um, I want to like Freddie Freeman in SunTrust, and I do. I just feel like he's too – like I'm just not going to find you know the money for him. Um, if I could, I'll definitely roster him, but just not sure if I'll be able to do that. Uh, Joey Votto, like you said, Team BVP, certainly in a good matchup against Lance Lynn, certainly a good park upgrade at home. But uh, I know similar to Freddie Freeman where I just don't know if I'll have the cap to do that. So uh, probably not going to go that route. Uh, you know, I – one guy I think that uh, that I think his price is catching up now, but you can still get at a decent price is uh, Hanley Ramirez, uh, 4K on DraftKings, and uh, over on FanDuel you could get him um, for uh, 3.6. Now it looks like he has some kind of uh, nagging injury going on, so make sure that he's in the lineup beforehand. If he's not, if Hanley sits, you could go ahead and get uh, get Mitch Moreland in there. I think he's also a fine play. Uh, on the slate, his price is also cut up, but uh, you know. So if you have the cap, then go with it. But James Shield gives up a ton of home runs, and again, this is another weather, weather permitting game. So make sure you check the weather report. Um, man, it's just such a low position, you know. Like as I'm going down the list, I'm seeing a lot more guys I'm interested in. Uh, Mark Reynolds against Pavetta, I think, is a certainly a good play if you're going to make a Colorado stack. Make sure you get some Mark Reynolds in there. And we also have Paulie, Go- Paulie Goldschmidt here uh, against Christopher Stratton in San Francisco. I think I'll fold. I'll uh, fade Goldschmidt here on the slate. Uh, fold Goldschmidt like it's poker. I'm going to fold Paulie. But uh, I'm just going to fade him here just because uh, the park downgrade. And we have to kind of eliminate some guys uh, from the you know from the table as we build. Another guy I would have interest in him, but the park downgrade kind of puts me off, is Ryan Healy against Tyler Skaggs. We know that he hits lefties well, has a lot of pop in his bat. But I think that, like I said, we have to eliminate certain guys. So if I'm going to build like a core here of guys that I, I really want to like try to get into my lineups, uh, I think it's going to start with like if I have the cap going with Freddie Freeman, 
Um, I think Napoli is a, a guy on my list, like I said. And he's only 3.2K, by the way, Napoli on DraftKings. So definitely a great value play over on DraftKings. And um, I think that you should get him in over there if you're looking for a nice cap saver at first base. Uh, over on FanDuel, he is 2.8, so not as you know cheap relative to the cap there. But uh, definitely like his price on DraftKings. And, um, and yeah, oh, and also uh, Chris Davis. And you know, I think you could take a first baseman from either side of this Detroit and Baltimore game and be okay. So I think Miggy and Chris Davis are both uh, also both top options. So I know I know I said a lot, Travis. I'm sorry, but it's just there's so many guys here at first base to play. So uh, where are you looking? Yeah, Josh, uh, thanks for stealing every first baseman on the slate, but um, that's okay. Um, yeah, so Joey Votto, big fan of him tomorrow. Uh, again, there's a ton of first basemen to like, so we'll kind of at the end, we'll give our like top three favorite to kind of break it down. But uh, like Votto a lot, big fan of him. He's been crushing the ball lately, and you know, Team BVP is going to be all over him. And that small ballpark, I think it's a great spot for him to bang one out. Uh, Mark Reynolds, I think I liked your point that you said with him. If you're playing course sec, make sure to get Reynolds in there against Pavetta. Uh, Freddie Freeman, I, I, I'd love to play him against Dan Shraley, fly ball guy. I think it's a great spot for him. Miguel Cabrera against lefty, uh, you know, a bad lefty in a great ballpark situation. I like him a lot. Uh, I, I was going to mention your boy, Mitch Moreland. I figured you wouldn't forget. I know you like to mention him a lot, but he's going to be in a great spot with Hanley dealing with that injury against James Shields. I think he's in a fantastic spot. Same thing with Chris Davis, right? Uh, Chris Davis in another good spot. Uh, I think he's a guy that could easily hit a home run and he could easily get you a zero, right? He's one of those boom bust guys. And then Joey Gallo, he's another guy that I'm a big fan of. Uh, he's just a guy that's been absolutely crushing the ball recently. Uh, just listen to this last 15 days, 98 exit velocity, 278 uh, on the batted ball distance. So the guy's absolutely smashing the ball. Problem is, uh, when he misses, he misses. So uh, he's a real boom bust guy that'll hit towards the end of the door, So I don't hate that. And then uh, I want to uh, I want to raise your Paul Goldschmidt with one of the best plays on the slate, my boy Guriel. Yulezeki uh, Guriel, I think is what you say his name. <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's call him Yuli. Yuli, yeah, we'll call him Yuli. Uh, we'll get a Yuli bomb tomorrow. Uh, Yuli Guriel, uh, this guy, man, he just mashes righties this year. A WRC plus of 127 against righties compared to against lefties, 81, and against uh, with a 358 Woba against righties, and then a uh, 291 Woba against lefties. I mean, I don't know if people have just been realizing, but this guy crushes righties. Uh, he's at, man, having a great year. Uh, this year, he's going to be likely batting cleanup for them tomorrow, and uh, it's the Astros, man. It's they're always the answer. So, 91 eggs of velocity uh, with a 220 batted ball distance last 15 days. Balls too, really been crushing the ball. Uh, I'm a huge fan of him tomorrow, just saving the best for last. So, I had him a lot today, and uh, maybe because he treated me so well yesterday is why I'm going back to the well. But uh, against a fly ball pitcher in Estrada, uh, I would love to get some exposure to him. But a lot of, a lot of first baseman plays to love. Uh, tomorrow but uh yeah josh uh, give me your top three one uh pick three first baseman that you have some interest in that you're gonna if you can only if you only have three lives tomorrow in the three entry max which first baseman you get an exposure to by the way can someone call DraftKings and tell them to raise yuli's price already this is ridiculous he's 3.6 on DraftKings. yeah get him in your lineup oh my god but he's just he i haven't seen the guy break 4k in a while like and he's just been mashing but anyway um yeah so if i'm gonna pick like my top three on the slate, you said that's where you want to go for first base. Yeah, like you're playing the three entry max, and you can only play three first basemen, and you're not worrying about stacks. They're all one off. So who who you take? I'll go with Freeman, Miggy, and Yuli. How about you? Okay, uh, for me, I'll go with uh, Joey Vato. I'll take him. Uh, I'll take Guriel, and um, hmm, my last one I'll go with is. 
Uh, we'll go with Mark Reynolds. We'll go over to Coors. Why not? He's just in a great spot. So I'll, I'll head over with him. But, uh, man, love Gurriel tomorrow. But, yeah, let's head over to second, Josh. Uh, who do you like at second base? I'll let you kick us off because I just completely massacred first base before you got to it. So you go ahead and take second base. Kick us off here. Yeah, so uh, at second base, uh, uh, Brian Brian Double Dong Dozier, man, uh, hit the two home runs today. Uh, gets a good matchup against Cole Hamels tomorrow. Uh, I'm definitely going to get some exposure to him in that ballpark. I'm a huge fan of him tomorrow. Uh, I feel like he'll probably end up making my cash team uh, tomorrow. So a uh, big fan of him. Uh, if I can get Jose Altuve tomorrow, uh, I think it was just a rest day yesterday. So I would love to get Jose Altuve. If I have the money, I'm going to have interest in him. Uh, Ian Kinsler against the lefty. He's got to love Odor against a righty. Uh, and that ballpark's not the best for left-handed power, but, uh, you know, Kyle Gibson's not the best pitcher. So he's another guy that I definitely think is interesting. And then uh, Scooter Jeanette, uh, get one of those lefties against Lance Lynn. He'll probably bat in fifth. I think he's a good good route to go tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, those are kind of some of the second basemen I'm looking at. But, uh, you know, obviously two cores, right? Like LeMahieu and Caesar. if you have money for them, sure, go for that. But for me, Brian Dozier's my top guy. And then uh, my second guy, I'm, of course, I'm just going to throw an Astro in there. I'll throw Altuve in there as my number two. Uh, but what about you, Josh? What do you think about uh, second base? Yeah, Dozier, man, underpriced on DraftKings, like majorly at 3.6. So I think he makes, like, the best cash game play at that price tag. So certainly – uh, I'm going to go with some Dozier on DraftKings for sure. Uh, on FanDuel, uh, he's still like you know relatively cheap at 3.1. I think he's workable over there. Uh, certainly in play, but just love that discount on DraftKings they get for Dozier. Um, like you said, I do like Altuve. I think Altuve is a great play. Uh, Odor is a guy I'm going to have a lot of interest in. in. Uh, definitely going to be interested in, have a lot of interest in. Man, uh, but yeah, Odor is the guy. Um, for sure, uh, 3.4 on FanDuel and uh, on DraftKings, he's a bit priced up at 4.7, so probably won't have much exposure to him on DraftKings unless I'm going with a full Texas stack, which I don't really think I'll be doing much. If I was going to do that, I'd just stick with the lefties, so Odor would fit that profile. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, looking around here, there's, there's some options that. Um, there's a lot of options at second base, like a lot more than, than normal. Uh, you know, Jonathan Scope um, is definitely in play. Uh, Kinsler against the lefty is certainly in play as well. But uh, if we're going to go, you know, just purely point per dollar price tags, I think that Dozier is going to be the top play for me on the slate here at second base. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's about where I'm going to go. I'm going to try to just, you know, keep myself with a nice, uh, you know, tight core. So uh, I think it's going to be Altuve in some lineups if I'm stacking some Strohs or if I have the cap. Um, but mostly a lot of Dozier and then Odor and some Texas lefty stacks for me. Uh, and then Kinsler, too, if I have some Detroit righty stacks. Uh, Travis, who's your, who would say your top three options here at second base would be? Um, yeah, I'm just going to give you two, man. Uh, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you Dozier and I'm going to give you Altuve. And the third, uh, you know, well, you can have, uh, you can have Brian Altuve. Yeah, I like how you, I like what you did there. Combine the first and the last names there. But uh yeah, I'd go Dozier, Altuve, and then I think it's a toss up for me between uh Kinsler and Odor. So um that's that's where I'm at second yeah, base. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'll throw in the third. I'll throw in Eduardo Nunez because he's been crushing the ball, and he'll get James Shields. So there you go. I gave you a third. Yeah, Nunez has been mashing by the way since he's gone to Boston. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I I I realized that. I was like looking at my models, like, oh man, yeah, Nunez is a guy. He's just popping, and I was like, oh, and we haven't ran. We we're gonna have to mention Red Sox, obviously, uh, because that run total is insane tomorrow. So and it's gonna be James Shields. So that'll be. Uh, They'll be definitely a team that people are all over. But speaking of Red Sox, who have been absolutely crushing and get a great matchup, uh, Rafael Devers, uh, well, let's head over to third base. Like, 
absolutely love him tomorrow against James Shields. Uh, sure, he'll be batting fifth and a lefty. Like, I think this is a great spot for him. I'm sure I'm going to have tons of interest in him tomorrow. Uh, he's getting priced up, but uh, I don't mind. Uh, I think I'll still have some exposure to him. And Nolan Arenado, if you have the money for him, would absolutely love that. But, uh, again, getting the money for him is tough. Miguel Sano against a lefty. He's a guy, too, I'm going to have interest in. Mikel Franco's got a cheap price tag. Uh, it's gone up a little bit on FanDuel, 3500 How about on DraftKings, Josh? Where is uh, Mikel Franco's price tag right now? He's at 3.8 over there. Okay, still still a guy I'm going to consider over there. I'm sure he'll be in my cash game consideration tomorrow, so he's a guy I'm going to going to have some interest in uh and yeah i guess those will be the guys that mainly i focus on i think manny machado too is another guy but again he's kind of up high in that price tier uh this is just gonna be a spot where i think i'm gonna end up being forced to spend uh won't be a spot i'm looking to spend down a ton so yeah i think those are the guys i like tomorrow uh, what about you josh who do you like at uh, third base well i wish i could play Ryder jones just because i love that name Ryder jones he's uh on the san francisco giants i really like his name uh, but can't play him here, you know. Can't play, uh, you know. Can't play him in this spot. But um, I think I'm going to have a lot of Sano. I think Sano is going to be a guy that I'm going to really lean on heavy. Love correlating Dozier and Sano. That's like one of my favorite pairings to put in my lineups. So um, I think I'll have a lot of Sano there. I do think Devers is in a great spot against Shields as well. Um, do like this kid a lot. Been playing him. Been riding that Devers train out. And I, I think that this could be another good spot to do so. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think that uh, Beltry is a guy that might get passed on. I think we're going to see a lot of attention on these Texas lefties, and if you want to mix it up and get some Texas righties in there, I think Beltre and Napoli are both in play, um, batting from the right side of the plate here uh, against Kyle Gibson. So um, certainly, we'll have some interest there if I'm going to do some Texas stacks. Uh, but uh, for me, yeah, it's mostly going to come down to. Uh, you know where my lineups correlate, and Dozier and Snow pairing makes sense, so I have a lot of Snow, and I think that uh, that Devers is certainly in play as well. So um, I think Devers makes sense even as a one-off if you're just going to pick one guy from this Boston offense. I think Devers is a guy you could take. They do have a huge implied run total again, though this Boston team, so you might want to get some extra stock in them. Uh, at six point five runs, their implied run total, so definitely like him. Uh, Arenado, um, I think I might just stay away in this matchup. I like him against lefties a lot, and of course I'm going to always like him at home but I, I just I don't think I'll have the cap in my roster builds to pay for his price tag at third base so uh, just keep it you know short and sweet um, lots of uh, Sano and lots of Devers for me tomorrow yeah I like those two guys two guys we forgot to mention uh, or I forgot to mention uh, so Luis Valbuena, um, he's really cheap, uh, on Vandal, only 2,300 and uh, Angels have an implied run total over five, right? So they're a team, uh, you definitely have to, uh, you know, be considering they've been crushing the ball and, uh, Luis Valbuena last, uh, last 15 days, 20, 240 batted ball distance and 95 eggs of loss. I mean, this guy's been crushing the ball and Hey, he, uh, bat flipped off a single today, RBI single. So, uh, you know, guys that are just, uh, he's feeling real cocky right now. So, uh, maybe I, I don't mind playing him when I play Angel Sacks and, uh, I'll probably play Mike Trout tomorrow just because uh, he's been crushing the ball. And if I need some, you know, more cheap exposure, I don't mind going about waiting to kind of pair that up together as a mini stack. So just want to mention that. Now I forgot to mention an Astro and that was a mistake. Uh, Alex Pregman. Uh, he's a guy that bat, been batting second recently for them. I don't know if he'll bat second tomorrow, but he could get a decent lineup bump, but I'm expecting he'll probably be towards the bottom and he's a way to just, if he's towards the bottom, be contrarian with your Astro stack. So uh, Alex Pregman needs to be mentioned too. Um, but just to round things out, 
I'll say uh, my favorite guys are Devers, uh, Sano. Again, like those are the two guys I think that you hit the nail on the head with those. And I'm going to make some mention Bregman because hey, it's the Astros, and I'm going to mention an Astro at every position today. So uh, get ready for it. Um, way, but anyways, uh, Valbuena is free on DraftKings. He's two point six. So is like, he okay? Yeah, he's just a cheap home run that you can easily plug in as a one off. Like that's just simply it. Uh, so. I don't hate doing that as a route to go against Paul Blackburn too. Like uh, he's someone to consider for sure at the cheap price tag. So I uh, don't say I didn't offer you a cheap home run tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're building your lineups, like, and you only have 2.6 K left on DraftKings, and you're like, Oh my God, I can't afford anyone here. You just plug them right into third base. You got some well in there. You got some cheap power. So, um, yep, yep, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. So uh, with that, we can move on to shortstop. Um, not the deepest day for shortstop, um, you know, as far as, like, options that we have here. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the slate, and uh, I feel like I'm hitting kind of like a roadblock when I hit shortstop. Uh, there's just not, like, a lot of guys I'm having a ton of interest in. Like, I want to go Bogarts, but, uh, you know, he's just not the same Bogarts that we've been used to. He's been slumping, and he's been, like, kind of streaky. So, like, I don't know if Bogarts is the guy I want to have. Like, I would have interest in Lindor, but I kind of like Montgomery, and I don't want to put, like, a hitter against my pitcher. Um, you know, uh, Segura I might like, but the weather looks terrible there, and plus Danny Duffy's not, you know, terrible. So I think for me, um, if I'm going to just go somewhere at shortstop and, like, I'm just, like, throwing my hands up in the air, I think I might just take Semi in on DraftKings at the 3.3K price tag going against Skaggs. Uh, just, you know, to take that, that cheap price tag and, and hope that he has a big game because, you know, he has big game ability. On FanDuel, it's a bit different. He's 3.4, so you don't really get him at that much of a discount. Uh, he's actually priced pretty appropriately over there. Um, you know, just for me, shortstop's going to be one of those positions like catcher where I'm just going to try to find the value. Um, you know, find a guy hitting at the top of an order in a good spot or find a guy that's like, you know, a stock in, in a team that correlates the rest of my lineup or, or with a high implied run total. So uh, shortstop, I'm not really uh, – I know it's kind of like a, not not the answer you probably want to hear. Um, I think on FanDuel it's a bit easier. You know, you could go – like Tim Beckham has been absolutely smashing now that he's in Baltimore. And he gets a matchup at home, a good matchup at home. So I think that he's someone you could consider on FanDuel for 2.7. They got him priced up on DraftKings, so, you know, you kind of have to pass there. But uh, – but yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna just gonna go super cheap on DraftKings, I'd go like Semyon right now, and then on Fanduel I would go with Tim Beckham. By the way, Tim Beckham almost 5K. He's 4.9K on DraftKings, so uh, definitely take that savings you're getting on Fanduel over there. Definitely um, cheaper than he should be. So that's where I'm at at shortstop. How about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, this, so the Tim Beckham saving makes a ton of sense on FanDuel. I think that's interesting. And even Brandon Crawford, he's a decent price tag against uh, Taiwan Walker, so you can have interest in him as well. But uh, I understand why you're struggling, Josh. Uh, you're on DraftKings. You're looking at that mainly. And um, you uh, don't have an Astros player to play at shortstop, so that's unfortunate. But on FanDuel, you can just play Marwin Gonzalez. So uh, Marwin Gonzalez is in a great spot tomorrow against uh, Marco Estrada. And because I'm talking about the Astros so much, like they're they're due for like a two-run game, right? Like now I'm now I'm in trouble. I've talked about them too much. I've overhyped this now. And uh, but anyways, I I think he's a great play. Um, so yeah, uh, I think he's a guy that you can go to for only thirty four hundred on Fanduel, and I have interest in. But the shortstop's not the best, Josh, and it's one of those spots where I will kind of look to save probably in my cash games. But uh, there are some guys to play. Like if you have the money for Andrew Trin Simmons, I mean he's been crushing the ball, uh, just batting above three hundred this year, having a really good year. So I think he's a guy I would definitely consider. And there's a couple other guys too. Like we can get Coors exposure, like. 
Uh, I don't love Trevor Story. I mainly play him against a lefty, but uh, you know, if I'm getting Coors exposure, I don't mind him as a cheap possible home run guy. Like, sure, uh, but don't love that. It's not a rousing endorsement I'm giving. But if you want looking in cash games, like a Freddie Galvis, if he's batting second against John Gray, don't hate that. And then um, you know, Eduardo Escobar. Uh, he's a guy who's cheap on Fanduel, twenty eight hundred against Cole Hamels. Uh, I think he's another interesting option. And then a uh, last guy to mention who uh, I'm just mentioning because his price has really decreased, uh, and he's only thirty one hundred on Fanduel. On DraftKings, he is, let's see what his price tag is, down to 3700 and he's getting game shield to Xander Bogarts, right? Fantastic matchup. He just has been playing that well, so I'm a little concerned. I don't know if he's playing hurt and whatnot. So there are some guys to like, no one to love, but um, yeah, I agree with a lot of the calls. Like I said, Fanduel, Tim Beckham, the guy to go. Also love the Marwin Gonzalez route. And then uh, on DraftKings, uh, you know, it's I think it's one of those things I'm going to just kind of wait and see and uh, – See what kind of guys end up like batting low towards the order. I think the semi in at 3,300 is a great idea. Buy low on him over there. Uh, on Fandle, he's a lot more, I'm pretty sure. Semyon is 3,400. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a great idea to just uh, kind of buy, buy Semyon on DraftKings, buy Tim Beckham on Fandle, and that's not a bad way to go with it tomorrow in your cash games. And then kind of fill out the other guys uh, in – in your tournaments, if guys fit your stacks that are good plays, uh, I wouldn't hate that. But, uh, yeah, that's about it for shortstop for me. Uh, side note that we didn't mention, Sano actually left um, the game yesterday with uh, – he got hit in the hand of the pitch. So, Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, so now he did, the x-rays are negative, so he doesn't have any fractures or, bro- or anything broken. But he does have a bruise. So uh, sometimes they like to baby these things, and uh, especially on a Saturday game, like a weekend game, they might have him sit. So – uh, just something to keep an eye on. If that happens, I'll probably just pivot to a ton of Devers. So that's um, you know, it's unfortunate because you want to pair him with Dozier, right? But uh, if if he doesn't play, you gotta go somewhere else. So Devers is probably the way I'd go. Just wanted to throw. Yeah, that out. I'd still play Dozier's one off and not care. But uh, yeah, the yeah the Sano, yeah, that's something to definitely note and good good catch. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'd still play Dozier's one off too. Just putting that out there. But I'm saying it's it's always a lot more fun when you can correlate the two of those guys together. Yeah, and no, it looks so sure. sweet too because you know second base and third base are right next to each other in the lineup, so you see the two of them just hanging out. But uh, but yeah, uh, so that's it on shortstop. I think we're on the same page there. Let's move on to the outfield. Travis, kick us off at outfield. Where are you looking at on uh on the slate here? Uh, yeah, so uh, outfield is outfield's a pretty good spot as usual, right? Like uh, Charlie Blackman at the top. Uh, if you have the money, sure. Of course, he's a great play. Do I want the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, against uh, Vince Black, uh, Blackburn? Sure. Like I would love to have him. Mookie Betts against uh, James Shields for the top would absolutely love him. Uh, but again, we have to deal with the salary, right? So it's kind of tough to fit all these guys in. And like Justin Upton, he's 4,100 on Fandle, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, people are just not going to play him there. And he gets a great spot against Wade Miley. He's 5,500 on DraftKings. That is crazy. So he'll go really under-owned. But he still draws a good matchup. Uh, tons of guys to like in the outfield. Uh, but those are kinda, a couple guys from the top. Uh, that I have interest in. I uh, would love to get some, uh, you know, exposure to Ben Nintendi and a guy like Parra. Those are two other guys that I kind of think are interesting on the slate. Uh, as I'm going down, uh, I think getting exposure to the Astros, right? Josh Reddick and Fisher. Those are two guys I have interest in. Think that they're interesting uh, against Lance Lynn. If you have the money for Adam Duvall, I think he's another guy to go to that uh, can be interesting. Adam Jones. Uh, and Jones is a guy with just tons of uh, upside in a good spot, uh, you know, in that ballpark. Uh, just has tons of home run upside that you can definitely consider. Uh, going to mention another Astro, Carlos Beltran against flyball pitcher Estrada. Again, that's another guy to really, you know, have some interest in. He'll be batting towards, uh, you know, probably sixth in the order. Uh, and that's just a guy that people kind of forget to put in there and, uh, you know, can certainly crush the ball. 
Um, yeah, but there's there's a ton of guys to like here. Uh, Cole Calhoun batted cleanup. Uh, you can get him for a cheap price tag on FanDuel and DraftKings. He's a guy that you can get to. Uh, the Robbie Grossman, uh, he's another guy against, uh, you know, as a righty against uh, Cole Hamels. You can have interest in him for 2800 on FanDuel. Um, tons of guys, tons of guys to like tomorrow, Josh. Uh, you know, tell me some of the outfielders that you like, and then uh, you know, we'll we'll do the old uh, on the Fanduel. Uh, we'll do the old Fanduel pricing. Uh, we'll we'll do the uh, you know from five thousand to about thirty eight hundred, and then three thousand seven hundred to three thousand, and then three thousand to uh, below. Uh, pick one guy you like at each range after Josh, and then I'll I'll go, and then you'll go. But tell me some of the outfitters you like. And last guy to mention is uh, Jesse Winker, man. I think his name's Jesse. Uh, is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Winker. Winker. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's been batting second, and he's been uh, playing really well. And against Lance Lynn, I'll have the platoon edge. I think he's a good, uh, you know, cheap exposure option in the outfield. But, uh, yeah, so, Josh, tell me your outfielders, and while you're doing that, I'll look at my, uh, you know, pick my uh, three outfielders in the range, and then while I'm doing that, you pick your three. All right, well, Mickey Matuk and Justin Upton off the bat. Definitely like these Detroit Tigers. Uh, Mickey Matuk is a guy that uh, he was in Tampa Bay before. He's just like a, a lefty hitting special. He's a platoon guy, you know, platoon specialist. Hits lefties really well, so definitely will have interest there. Um, wouldn't mind some of these Baltimore outfielders. Wouldn't mind some Adam Jones or some Mancini. Uh, I think that they're both in play here. Um, you know, scrolling down the list here, um, I think I'll stay away from the Minnesota outfielders. Uh, for me, I think these Astros outfielders are certainly in play. Uh, Derek Fisher, like him, leading off. Josh Reddick will probably be batting third in the lineup, like him a lot. Uh, Marwin is out. Gonzalez is outfield eligible on DraftKings, like him there. Carlos Beltran, like him. Uh, I think you should just get, you know, if you could get some some Astros in the lineup against Estrada, you certainly should do so. This is a good spot for them. Uh, I think that they're going to produce some good runs here. Uh, have ton of interest in this Red Sox outfield. Uh, just not sure about the cap situation I'm going to have. Uh, Mookie Betts and uh, Benintendi, especially, are going to be the two guys I would really want to pair up. So we'll uh, we'll see. You know, as my roster builds go, uh, I'd like to get at least one of them, pair them up with Devers. So that's certainly you know buying stock in the Red Sox on the slate. I think is a good idea. Um, these Colorado outfielders, all three lefties on the Rocky side, are definitely in play. Blackman, Para, and Gonzo, uh, Cargo. You know, I think all three of those guys are certainly in play. Uh, not sure if I'd be targeting too many of these Phillies outfielders. I mean, Nick Williams would be the guy I'd target, if any. But um, John Gray, I, I just think, you know, he's one of those guys that could show up and have a big game. So I'm not expecting him to get lit up too bad here. So I'll just stick with the lefties uh, on the Rockies side. And one guy that's super underpriced on DraftKings is uh, Chris Davis for 3.5K against Tyler Skaggs. Uh, you know, I talked about Semyon being underpriced at shortstop. Uh, Chris Davis with a K, by the way, not with the C. I'm not talking about the Chris Davis in Baltimore. It's Chris Davis in Oakland. Um, I think he makes a great play on DraftKings at 3.5. He's just too cheap over there. And you pair him up with Semyon, you have a nice little Oakland correlation play. And uh, I think they should score some runs against the Gags. The game's over-under is at 9, so there's definitely going to be some runs scored here. Vegas expects it. Uh, I expect it as well. So um, I think for Chris Davis for 3.5 in this matchup is a great play. Uh, DraftKings specific. Because uh, FanDuel, I believe that he is not as cheap. Let's see. Um, FanDuel is 3.8. So, I mean, look at the savings there, right? So, I mean, that's that's a massive savings you're getting on DraftKings on Chris Davis. So uh, definitely like that a lot. So that, that's where I'm at on uh, – on uh for the outfield on the slate 
All right, yeah. So I'll kick us off with the you know little game we'll end up playing. Uh, I, so obviously, like uh, this is my cash game. These are just guys like in tournaments that I'm gonna have like super interest in. This is kind of the route that I'm thinking I'm gonna end up taking with it. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, Justin Upton, man. Like I mean, this is a guy that we know he's historically just a very streaky hitter. I know people say, oh, hot streaks aren't a thing. All the stats, like the uh, hot streaks are a thing. I don't care what people say. Like uh, just look at Justin Upton. This guy always he either goes hot or he goes cold, and he's hot right now. Now, uh, batted ball distance of 255 with an ex velocity of 96 in the last uh, 15 days. Uh, you know, huge fly ball rate. Uh, he's just a guy that I, well, you know, no one's going to pay up for him, right? 5,500 for Justin Upton on DraftKings and 4,100 on FanDuel. In a great spot against Wade Miley, like no one is going to play him. They're just going to be like, I'll take Mike Trout or I'll take Charlie Blackman instead. Uh, fine. I'll, uh, I mean, Justin Upton will just be way lower owned. I think it's an interesting route to go. And if you're not going to be playing cores, don't play Charlie Blackman in tournament and then just go Justin Upton and said, no need to play a chalky Charlie Blackman one off when you can just play Justin Upton, who's in just as good of a spot. Um, I get Charlie Blackman is probably the better play on the slate, but that's just an idea in tournaments, right? Just way lower owned. Um, you don't need to take a chalky Charlie Blackman as the one off when you can just play Justin Upton instead there. Um, moving on to 3,700 and below. Um, it's uh you know there's a lot of guys to like uh i i think the route i'm gonna end up going um i'm gonna end up going with andrew benintendi i know he costs 3700 more of a pricier guy uh, and like i said we're looking at fanduel pricing for this when we say this uh but he's in a great spot against james shields likely batting high in the order he's a guy that i think you definitely want to have interest in and then uh, if i have to go 3k or below uh looking looking at guys i'll take uh, i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go round it off with an astro right i'm gonna round it off with fisher uh, he's just been way too underpriced i'm sure he'll be a guy that i have in my cash games tomorrow batting first uh just to get great astros exposure he's been crushing the ball uh and he's probably batting first for them uh just just a great spot for him so uh fisher's a guy i'm definitely gonna look at and uh, for 2700 i'll have exposure to him uh so josh uh do you have you had enough time you ready to go and uh Tell us the outfitters you like. Yeah, uh, so my top tier guy, I think I'm just going to go with Blackman uh, against Pavetta here. Leading off, you know, big lefty bat at Coors. Uh, I think that he's going to have a big game here at home. Uh, Pavetta struggles against lefties, as we know, so I think this is a good spot to take advantage of that and, um, you know, get some uh, get some, some exposure to these lefty um, – these lefty uh, bats in Colorado against Pavetta. So that's the route that I would go. Uh, certainly can't fault you for Upton. I think Upton's also a certain, you know, a great play too. And um, definitely like that play too. Uh, but yeah, so uh, after that, you know, uh, if we're looking at, was it three to 3.7 K you said? Yeah. 3.7 to three K. See, there's so many options in this spot. And I, you know, you said Ben Tendi, which is an awesome play. I think Ben Tendi a great play. Um, in this price range, but uh, just for the sake of being different, I think we could correlate with your boy Justin Upton and drop down to 3K for uh, Mickey Matuk. I think Mickey Matuk is um, a, a good option here. A nice platoon guy, good matchup against Wade, uh, Wade Miley, and I think that getting some stock in this Detroit offense, especially in these righties uh, specifically, I think that um, is, is a good route to go. Uh, now if we're looking at under 3K for the last um, price one, right? Yeah, under 3K. Okay, at under 3K, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to agree with you looking at these prices. I think that I'm going to just have to go with um, Derek Fisher. 2.7K is just too cheap for him in this matchup against Estrada, especially in that leadoff spot. So um, I'm going to have to agree with you. The best, I think, I think the best play in the outfield 
under 3K on FanDuel is going to be Derek Fisher on the slate. So, um, yeah, after that, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, what, go ahead, Travis. I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's just like another way to point like how stressing, how great of a play he is, and how he's a good cash game play. And since Josh didn't mention that, I'll just mention it for you. Like, I think Jesse Winker for 2,500 is a great play against Lance Lynn. So, uh, I, I think he's a guy you can end up playing too for a cheap option. So, I just want to mention him so to give to, to give everyone another play. But, uh, yeah, definitely stresses how great of a play Derek Fisher is going to be tomorrow uh, against Estrada. Yeah, too too cheap uh, all right let's uh move on to the stack of the day and then we'll wrap it up uh travis you ready to, to bring your stack of the day you want me to kick it off um yeah i'm definitely kicking it off so you can't steal my stack man uh, i want the astros uh it's just uh death taxes and the astros uh i'm gonna load up on them tomorrow uh have a really good implied run total like uh it's just i mean these guys have just been crushing the ball uh they Stack them up every day, and they'll they'll end up winning you money pretty much. That's kind of how they've been recently. Um, and uh, Altuve should be in the lineup. We actually have a chance of getting Springer back too, so that'll be interesting. I know they said like, uh, I think they said that he was like wasn't going to play uh, on Friday, but I don't know. There could be a possibility he plays tomorrow. So if they does play, like I mean that'd be great too. Uh, obviously, getting like a guy that comes off the DL is great. Uh, but five point one six run total, and like their lineup right: Fisher, Altuve, Reddick, Guriel. Marwin Gonzalez, Beltron, McCann, Bregman, Mariznick. Like, you can just – all these guys in different orders you can end up stacking up. And people might say, oh, the Astros are going to be too chalky. Like, um, sure, they can say they are, but, like, no one's going to play Guriel on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings maybe because of that price tag. It's, like, kind of underpriced. I don't know. We'll see how the industry, uh, you know, things end up taking off. But uh, – you can be different with your with your Astro stack and be fine. It's very simple. There's definitely ways to do it. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, the one simple way to do it is uh, on DraftKings is play um, you know play Marwin Gonzalez in the outfield, play Marisnik in the outfield, or play actually don't even play Marisnik. Play Marwin Gonzalez in the outfield, play Beltron and play Reddick. Like no one's just gonna play three Astros outfielders. They're just not right. Like they're gonna be annoyed with that. And we always talk about that correlation and how it's a great way to be different. That's a great way to do it with your Rocky stacks as well, uh, which will probably be a popular stack tomorrow. So go Black Mimparo um, and Carlos Gonzalez if he's in the lineup. Just I always like stressing that we haven't talked about that recently, but I, that's ways just to be different when you're building your lineups by hand and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, Astros are my favorite stack. You can stack up in so many different ways. Uh, if I had to pick the, you know, if I had to pick a couple guys that are my favorite though tomorrow, uh, I'll go with uh, Fisher, Altuve, Reddick, Guriel, and Mar Gonzalez. The one through five I absolutely love. But again, you can easily be different with the bottom of the order, and uh, you could easily skip guys. Just go McCann. Uh, tons of guys to love. But uh, if I had to pick Guriel and Altuve, obviously are like two of my favorites. All right. Uh, I think that the Astros are certainly a good stack of the day, but I wouldn't steal them from you, Travis. I'm going to go with the Tigers. I'll go with your a throwback Travis stack because you used to, I remember in the beginning of the season, you were all over these Tigers all the time. I'm going to go back to that well here. Uh, I think that these Detroit righties are just going to absolutely give hell to Wade Miley tomorrow. I think it's going to be one of those games where they come out and they score early and score often. Um I just can't see Wade Miley shutting down these Tigers, man. I, I just see them putting up a ton of runs. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be all about the Tigers tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to stack them every which way I can, uh, specifically with a core of Kinsler, Matuk, um, Upton, Miggy, and uh, James McCann. Those are going to be like my, my – that's going to be like my strong core there of these Detroit righties and, uh, you know, mix and match around that too. But, um, but yeah, that that's where I'm going to be. I'm gonna, I think Detroit Tigers will be my favorite stack of the day on this slate and with that we wrap it up here uh you know we we covered a big slate 12 games you know um 
Hope you guys enjoy your Saturday. And uh, yeah, give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Uh, you know, we love interacting with you guys. We got a, a nice long day before it locks, so expect lots of questions from you guys, lots of interactions. We love doing that with you guys. And uh, feel free to shoot over any questions or comments. And we will see you guys tomorrow back with the weekend grind for my co host, Travis Mangone. I'm Josh, Sir Giant. Happy Saturday, Grinders. Enjoy. We're out. She says she sees through me And I find that confusing Truth be lost in all this assuming But she says she sees through me She says she sees through me If you listen, it would probably just answer all your questions Anytime I mention it, it's there for you to reference You may see your own reflection She says she sees through me, yeah
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only.